Welcome to the Chase Sagan Podcast. It's Tuesday, September 11th, 2018. The topic for today is how to stand out, particularly in, in areas where uh, you're dealing with more competition, um, how to stand out from the crowd. An interesting question that came in from Isaac Ellsworth, one of my friends on LinkedIn, one of the listeners of the show. And we're going to talk about this because I think this obviously applies for a lot of different scenarios, whether you're a B2B professional trying to stand out on LinkedIn, or if you are uh, an e-commerce brand trying to stand out on, on, on Amazon, there's a lot of different examples where this applies. So we're going to talk about this and more, but first the intro. How to stand out among the crowd. So I really love this topic because if you follow the media, pop culture, um, celebrities, whether it be you know entertainers, athletes, you'll see a repeating, recurring trend on what those different groups use to stand out. And to me, it's kind of the weaker way to do it. It's um, these are really the two more obvious ways to stand out that I think lesser minds quickly resort to. Number one, controversy. And number two, sensationalism. You see this all the time, right? You see uh, people leveraging political stories. How many people have you seen leverage the president of the United States, both current president and presidents of the past, particularly the last two presidents, President Trump and President Obama? How many people have used the presidents and their name and recognition and the the natural kind of uh, animosity that can that can spring up from bringing bringing uh, up politics into conversations. How many times have you seen that used to stand out? How many times have you seen people use um, controversy in terms of you know outrage, uh, getting angry at something or someone, and how how they use that in in how they stand out? So. I want to first move those two out of the way because I am not a fan of controversy and sensationalism when they're used purposefully to to stand out as a brand. And by the way, when we talk about how to stand out among the crowd, we're, we're talking about branding. We're talking about um, branding yourself or branding a brand, a company. And um, I'm not a big fan of controversy and sensationalism in those environments because it's just a cheap weak way to do it. Uh, it's like reality TV. I'm sure you, maybe you like reality TV, maybe I'm offending you. I like real reality TV, like sports. Uh, I don't like fake controversy, fake sensationalism. So I'm going to avoid those two and get into some more substantive and, and important ways that I think all of us can leverage um, to, to help ourselves stand out whether it be, again, LinkedIn, Amazon, Facebook, you name it, Instagram. So let's start with number one, early adoption. One of the great ways to stand out in digital marketing and in branding is to jump in early, not necessarily first, but early before other people jump in. And what are you jumping into? Well, it could be an entire social media platform. Obviously, if you were one of the first early adopters of Snapchat, 
you had a incrementally um, higher chance of standing out and of building a large following and having massive influence by adopting it earlier rather than later, right? We all know that. But it's not just, this isn't just isolated to entire platforms. It can be specific features that are rolled out for those platforms. So a great example is Instagram stories. Now, depending on where you look at this, look at this on, on an entire spectrum of things, uh, of timelines, Instagram stories is still relatively new and still is relatively underused compared to the main features of Instagram. So you could theoretically say that Instagram stories is still a great example of this because you could still be an early adopter. And you can see that how much more you're able to get in front of your audience, your followers, by posting an Instagram story versus just a normal post because, again, it pays to be an early adopter. You have less competition. You may have less overall people to gain attention from as a brand, but it outweighs the fact that there's less competition. Um, you know, a couple other ones, just, well, another big example is uh, one that's happened recently that I'm testing. It may turn out to not be worth anything, and that's part of the risk of early adoption is that you may take a risk on a social platform or a feature that doesn't stick around for very long. But uh, Twitter just rolled out with its Periscope project uh, product um, a new live audio streaming feature. Could be interesting, especially for people like myself who podcast. And I, no one knows, but the, the very act of being an early adopter into something is a way that you can potentially stand out tremendously. Speaking of Instagram stories, you know, as you've seen, Facebook also has a stories format. Google now has a stories format. Of course, Snapchat has its stories or memories format. Um, I'm missing somebody. Somebody else has just rolled one out recently. But regardless, Facebook stories is, is an even slower behind the curve adoption. It has a slower adoption rate than even Instagram stories. So uh, there's some life there as well. Getting early on Facebook stories could be very interesting for you. So that's number one, early adoption. Key number two, entering a room after many have left. So from a digital marketing perspective, branding perspective, an example would be Facebook pages. So what you're seeing right now is because of the algorithm updates of the past, the recent past, the last year, year and a half, brands have started to jump ship really from, and, and deservedly so, have jumped ship from Facebook pages, at least from an organic standpoint, and they've jumped more towards groups, uh, Facebook Messenger, and heavy, heavy, heavy Instagram. And it's because they know if I have 100,000 likes on my page or followers to my Facebook page, I can post and Facebook won't show it to anybody because of the algorithm. So that's the bummer of Facebook pages. The upside of Facebook pages is, is if you can be really good at your execution and creating a lot of engagement and kind of mastering the Facebook page algorithm, you're dealing with a lot less attention now because brands have left. And this is an example of entering a room after many have left. Um, 
you know, many brands are suspending, leaving their efforts due, due to the algorithm changes, and it simply just means that you have an opportunity to stand out. Now, you could say, well, why would I do that if, if pages are just going to become obsolete because people just abandon their, the features and the consumer stop looking at the content? If you can gain people's attention in a, in a room and gain a couple thousand brand advocates or followers or, or an audience, you can always transfer those people and get their attention in other places where they divert their attention to in the future. And that's, that's a very common, common strategy. You look at a lot of the old viral Vine uh, content creators were very successful in transferring people over to Twitter and over to Musical.ly. And so it's a very, very common way. You just have to be very tactical about it and make it happen. But entering a room after many people have left is, is a really smart strategy for standing out among the crowd. Number three, strategy number three, cross the relevancy spectrum. So Snapchat is a great example of this. Snapchat, as you know, mostly used as a place for young people to snap photos and video back and forth to each other with filters and other sorts of weird unicorn, weird smiley face stuff that if you're in your 30s and beyond, you have no idea why. (laughs) And as you can tell, I'm one of those people. I have no clue, but there's millions of people there using it, obviously, and, and uh, it's, it's a very powerful platform. But it's a very specific type of content platform. For example, LinkedIn, as we know, is all business. So if you're in the B2B space and you're promoting content on LinkedIn, makes total sense, right? There's a relevancy attached to what you're doing. If you go to Snapchat, that relevancy isn't necessarily there. But there's an opportunity in trying to cross that relevancy spectrum by creating content that's just related enough. So this is that up the funnel type of digital marketing stuff. Yes, it's less efficient. Yes, it's not as um, worth as much of your time. You know, if you're in B2B and you post some highly valuable content on LinkedIn, you know what you're getting with that audience, right? The, The problem is, You've got the standing out among the crowd issue. You've got a lot of other people you're competing with to get that person's attention. And Snapchat, because of the intellectual rigor and hard work it takes to try to figure out how to cross the relevancy spectrum, a lot of your competitors, are, if not all of them, are not on Snapchat. So this is just one example, but when you can find creative ways to go up your marketing funnel your branding funnel, and create content that is is not related to what you do, but is close enough. It gives you a chance to build an audience and to transition those people into long-term customers. And again, this is an art. It's not even a science as much as it's, it's an art on how you do this. A great example is, this is just one that comes to mind, but you know, big brands have to do this because they're trying to figure out how to scale at, at monstrous levels. Uber does this really cool thing during the NBA season where they do Uber rides with the ESPN uh, anchor, Carrie Champion, and she'll take NBA players on a ride and they talk about the game and about their career. So you can go to YouTube and watch Uber uh, rides where Carrie Champion interviews LeBron James and is talking to LeBron James about his career and what's next and what's he trying to do, how's he going to win 
the next NBA title and who's the best player in the game and all that stuff. And it's connected to Uber, but it's not, right? It crosses the relevancy spectrum. Great way to stand out among the crowd. Strategy four, go deeper on a subject or topic than anyone else is currently willing to go. It takes a lot of work to produce a piece of content, whether it be video form, audio, text. It takes a lot of work to go six, seven, eight levels deep on a topic. And on the internet, we it's, it's why Twitter is so amazing. We love just quickly throwing something together and throwing it online. We love the quickness and ease of it. And so all of our competitors in, in our different industries, that's how they produce content. If you're willing to go the other direction, and instead of throwing out just a 150-word status update on LinkedIn, you're willing to write an article that goes deep into the subject and covers every angle and multiple perspectives. That's an incredible way to stand out because you can bet most of your competitors are not going to be willing to put that type of effort into a piece of content. So go deeper on a subject or topic than anyone else is willing to go. Um, sorry, you're hearing my, my slack in the background there. Um, next strategy, number five. Go to an insane level of detail. So this is, this is kind of similar to going deeper on a subject, but it's a little bit different. So... Have you ever watched the Netflix documentary called Jiro? I think it's Jiro. Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Oh, man. It's amazing. If you haven't seen it, you got to see it. But basically, it's this just super high-end, five-star, best sushi restaurant in the world, in Japan, run by this old guy who's been running the business for 50 to 60 years. It's a family-run business. And the level of detail and attention this guy goes into down to the fish that he picks that morning that's going to be served that day down to how it's prepped how it's served I mean it is unbelievable the detail this guy goes into and it's really inspiring from a business perspective because it helps you realize how much detail you're not going into you know how much you're missing out on because you're not you're not perfecting your craft. So perfecting your craft, going to an insane level of detail, down to what you write on, uh, on your Facebook you know, page to the photo that you take on and publish on Instagram, the detail with which you've put together on your landing page when, uh, of the traffic that you're sending to from these social platforms. Like all of these things are that insane level of detail that I'm, I'm talking about. And who's willing to really go to that level, right? Not very many people. And so four, strategy four and five kind of communicate back and forth to each other. They're very similar. But, you know, think about your LinkedIn profile. How detailed is it? How detailed is it down to every job you've ever had, every company you've ever run and built, and what your experiences were during that time? How many recommendations do you have and what do those recommendations say? How many endorsements do you have? Uh, what's your sum- what does your summary say? What does your photo avatar look like? Like detail helps you stand out. 
because you can bet most of your competitors are not willing to put in the work to, to create great detail. Last and final strategy. Think about standing out. So this is number six. Think about standing out in terms of how you stand out to one person rather than thinking about how you stand out to a large mass amount of people. This is one of the biggest mistakes we all make. I fall into this trap routinely and I have to remind myself, I have to kind of take a step back and remember you know, this principle. When you are trying to talk to a million people at once, to a thousand people at once, you are not nearly um, as individ- individualistic, impressive, you don't stand out as well unless you're going to be, you know, George Clooney, Barack Obama, Donald Trump, uh, you know, Nick Saban, uh, um, Stephen A. Smith. I mean, I mean, there's personalities that they do well in those environments where you're only talking to a large amount of people. I would imagine some of those people probably struggle having one-to-one conversations. For the rest of us normal people... We're used to communicating to people one-on-one. And on social media, somehow we forget that. We think that the, the minute the mic goes on or the minute the camera goes on, we're somehow talking to 10,000 people. You know, bring it down to one. And, and why that's so important is it has a lot to do with the content creation ideas that you come up with. If you want to stand out, you got to produce great content on social media. If you want to produce great content on social media, think about producing it for one person. You know, ask the critical thinking question: Is you know, can I help one person in their career with this content? Can I help one person in this industry with this content? Um, can I help one consumer? Can I help one mom, one dad? You know, think about people and make it about people. Um, to do this, you have to not think about standing out simply by tracking how many likes or engagements you're getting from others. Those are vanity metrics. Uh, They can be great indicators of your ability to stand out, but contextually, they don't explain the entire story. And so while your competitors are all out kind of shouting out to the internet when they when they publish content, be the one who stands out because you have the ability to communicate directly to people. And that will come across based on your intentions. I promise you, like, if you're creating content with the idea that I'm going to help one guy, one gal, then that's how it's going to resonate to the audience. And that will stand out because, again, everybody's doing it the other way. So I hope these inspirations and these, these strategies help. These are things that I do or that I try to do. I, I'm not perfect and I fail at these many times. For example, the you know how to speak to one person thing that I just talked about. I, I struggle at that from time to time. Um, sometimes I don't go into the insane level of detail that I know I need to go to stand out, whether it's a blog post or a video or a podcast. And... Those, these are the things that make you stand out. If It's weird. We live in a world now, at least in my opinion, where I feel like if you're just willing to go a little bit harder, work a little bit harder, go work a little bit longer, put in a little bit more detail, you can't help but stand out. 
you know, because there's just so many people around you in your industry who are just not willing to go that far. You know, and I'm speaking in generalities. There, there are certain industries that are very um, much, much more advanced and um, in what they do. But man, for, for the most part, most of these industries, you just got to brush up on these six areas and you'll stand out quick. And you'll be able to build that brand and that audience that you're after. So hope these ideas help. And until next time, talk to you soon. See you guys. Thank you for listening to the Chase Sagan Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on SoundCloud. Also on SoundCloud, you can post uh, any questions or topics you want me to cover for future episodes. And stay tuned for the next one. Thanks. Thanks.